from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Everybody just looked at what they were listening to. <laughs> Welcome to the Tennis Revolution. We're back. And guess what that guess what I just said? Put your hands up. <laughs> no. That was <laughs> the best I could do. That was Let's Gro- Go Croatia in Croatian. Nice. Well, according to Google Translate. It's not <laughs> let me tell you something. Google Translate is not an exact science, to right. say the least. Right. So, uh, if you are a Croatian, call in and uh, help me with the pronunciation. <laughs> so, how about Croatia? And I'm talking about not just the national team here. I know I came came strong with a little soccer talk last week, but uh, I'm including the Croatia national team in my uh, "Let's Go Croatia" uh, chant. But uh, that's a big week for them. Hey, the the king is dead. Long live the king. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the best uh, weekends of tennis in a while, I have to say. Men's tennis. Yeah, and I kept trying to be pissed off, but it ended up not disappointing for once. What we're talking about, folks, if you haven't been watching tennis, and if you haven't, why in the hell are you listen to this podcast? <laughs> Holy shit. I don't listen to tennis. I get my all my inside tennis information from those fellows at the Revolution. No, you don't. Scary. No, you don't. I hope you don't. They're if still you do, in 1998. If you do, you're doing it wrong. By the way, so it's not like we fact check anything. We don't prep. We don't listen. We're just two tennis intellects here, okay? Yes. That have been in the, in the game for, I mean, you for about six months, me for easily twenty plus years. I've been feels coaching. like six months just flies by. It's yeah. so much fun. Yeah, um, feels like I've been doing this podcast with you for twenty years. I'll tell you that. So uh, I was podcasting before it was invented. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Croatia, the national team, kicking ass, pun intended, in the <laughs> in the old World Cup. Yeah, are you watching the World Cup? Are you are you sort of shaving off tennis time on TV to watch? Because I am, because I'm. You record everything. I can't. I can't. I can't <laughs> right. take it. If something's happened in the real world, I just got to be a part of it. And if if I've recorded and everybody in the world knows what happens, and I don't, and I'm watching this tape delay thing, I'm like, ugh. I can't do it. So I'm watching tennis live, and then I'm changing over when Djokovic gets up 40 love or something. I change over to the soccer for a little bit because he's got at least three points before it's actually interesting. Right. Uh, and so I'll, I'll kick over to the soccer, football, um, and then I'll go back to the tennis. And then, by the way, I'll also go over to 620 to watch some tape-delayed uh, rugby. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised with as big as TVs are now for most people that the picture-in-picture picture hasn't made a comeback. Yeah, it's just it didn't work when the TVs were like you know twenty five inches. You just couldn't see anything. I right. feel like now, well, why don't they just do a split screen like like the TV channels do? Don't which you, I hate. Don't you hate that? Yeah, I exactly. Hate it, but <laughs> but for something like that, when you can choose the two things, it might be worthwhile. I don't when know. you're just trying to keep an eye on one thing, and yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I I can't. I got to be. I hate that split screen nonsense too. I hate it. Yeah. I hate well, it. and in the French Open, it didn't work. You couldn't see the ball on either court. <laughs> yeah, and it made it smaller. Yeah, you it's could barely see it on one court to begin with. I got to get a 4K or whatever the new thing is no. because, and see how, how good that is. But anyway, so yeah, so the national team, Croatia, kicking ass, taking names. And then uh, two Croats, I think that's what they're called. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't offensive, I don't think. <laughs> uh, so uh, we had two Croats winning the two grass court uh, men's tournaments. Is there a single grass court in Croatia? Ooh, good question. <laughs> it wasn't bombed to oblivion in the 90s. <laughs> Was that too much? That was probably too much. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you had it. You're going well with Croat. Then you shit. <laughs> Sorry, Croatia. I don't even know. I don't know what went on over there. Yeah, how quickly, I have, a quick of their day just soured. There's something about Sarajevo. There was a song or something. There's something. I don't <laughs> that even. Was not Bosnia. I don't know. See, I don't know the difference. Yeah, I mean, one of them's a city. One of them's a country. One of them's <laughs> a something. One of them's. Uh, they split apart. But it was Serbia versus Yugos- Croatia. Yugoslavia was involved at some point. Right. I think. Yes. Um. So yeah, I don't know. 
And the and the damn shame of it is, is I was well alive, <laughs> and of TV Can't use that reason, and of TV watching age. It's not like it was World War Two or Nam, right? You know, I mean, when Vietnam was going on, I was you know zero. <laughs> but see, we would have we you were learning about that in school at least. Oh yeah, in movies, these accurate, oh, historically yeah. accurate of movies. Um, so anywho, so yeah, what are we yapping about? But no, oh, yeah. I don't. I don't watch World Cup, and I feel bad because I'm like walking up on conversations. They're talking about World Cup, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was. It was cool. And they're like, wait, who won? I have no clue anything. But <laughs> right. but I don't tape tennis except for the Grand Slam, so I do watch it live in these tournaments, which is nice. I can just turn it on. But these the times of these tournaments were weird this week. Well. That was so early this morning when uh when Federer's match ended. Yeah. Um they did have them offset, which was good. That was. That was great. That was huge. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that the difference in time zone had less to do with it than actually trying to have both finals viewable to the world. Yeah. Because I don't know what I don't know what Germany I don't know what the time zone in Holland. Well they can't be that far apart, you're right. You wouldn't think so. I I think France and I think Paris and London are an hour apart, believe yeah. it or not, which is odd. So Germany right. might be another hour potentially. But anyway, I don't know. But yeah, but it was good that w- one happened and then the other one happened and yeah. and whatever. So well let's talk about the second one first. Um Cilic who played fantastic all throughout the week, um, defeated Novak Djokovic, the Joker, the wild card, <laughs> uh, in three sets. And uh, and Djokovic looked good for most of that match. There were a couple squirrely spots, which obviously cost him. And then Chilich had a couple squirrely spots, but uh, he was able to serve big enough to, to fight through him uh, in that third set. But overall... The whole tournament was exciting. It was a good tournament, even without big, big names. Yeah, and we were kind of, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine about Wimbledon and just who were the threats, and I completely forgot about Chilich, and I was like, wait a minute, he's made the finals, you know, and he's got the huge serve, and now he's won the warm-up tournament, so I think he's got to be, you know, one of the biggest threats for Wimbledon to Federer. I mean, t- and he took him to five sets, took Federer to five sets, you know, in the, in the finals of the Grand Slam, so I think he's got to be considered the number one threat at this point. Right. So the two things that I think gave me the most joy for um, these men's tournaments are that Djokovic is very close to, if not all the way back. Right. Now, match experience, and obviously he's played a ton of matches, but I mean match experience in terms of day in, day out, and just being, you know, battle-hardened, as it were, um, he may not still be. Yeah, but he's right there, and he looked good for a lot of this tournament. Um, obviously, he was in the final. Yeah. <laughs> the dumbest statement I ever made. But he could he could have limped through. You know right. what I mean? He could have yeah. had a tough. He looked a hell of a lot better than Federer did. I mean, he beat the yeah he beat the shit tournament. out of you know he beat Dimitrov's ass. He did. And that was well, I think it was sixty five minutes. Yeah, it was we- weakest era. Um, <laughs> but yes, no, he. Uh, yeah, I that, saw that scoreline. Yeah. Children, that's your number three player in the world, or was <laughs> he five or I don't know, whatever he He's is. He's top five for sure. So yeah, anyway. and and grass is supposed to be his best surface, by the way. Right, baby fed. Um, He's the prince, I guess. But yeah, Novak rolled over him, and he rolled over Nishikori really easily. I can't remember if that was this week or last week, but that was uh, last week. Yeah, he's uh, he's looking really strong. He's he's like you're actually seeing an ascent with him in the last several weeks. And Kyrgios was uh, his normal odd self. You know, he's hitting 15 tweeners a game, <laughs> um, doing impressions. Did you see that? He's doing impressions during a that. match. And, of who? Um, he was doing Federer's serve. This was against Kyle Edmund. Oh, great. And, so not like it's an easy match. Right. And he was, uh, he was doing impressions of different people's serves. I can't remember who it was. He did Federer and somebody else, and who cares. But... Um, I don't know how I feel about it. If I'm if I'm coaching, if he plays on my team, I would just let him do it because he'd be the best player in college tennis. But <laughs> I'm a whore, so what are you going to do? I'm a whore for winning. No, that's not true, sort of. Uh, no, but, yeah, I'm not going to be very happy with that because um, he's showing up as opponent. Now, he may not have done it for that purpose, right? but the point that, that he could be perceived as that didn't cross his mind is the problem. To um, me, I would accept that. If you're serving 1-5 in a set and you want to do that, because even 5-1 in a set, it's a jerk move when you're way ahead. Right, if you're getting your ass kicked and you're just trying to lighten the mood and get your life together. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Like, but it let was, me give the fans something to, to watch since I'm not competing. 
Right, but it it yeah exactly. I got to give him some kind of a show, but the, the score against Edmund was seven six six seven six three. <laughs> so at no point was it you right. know w- was he either ahead enough or behind enough to be you know dicking around doing yeah. that. Um, but at the same time, these are not amateurs. They're not kids. They're grown ass men getting paid to play a game. And if Kyle Edmund wants to make him pay for it, then beat him for doing that right. shit. And you know, whatever it, you know, whatever the intent was, it came off as him being an asshole. But ultimately, that's their place of work. Do it how you want to do it. As long as you're not cheating, like taking, you know, yeah, maladrome or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, is she dead to me? She might be. I don't know. She still hasn't followed the. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so. But he, but other than that, I mean, he was pretty, he was pretty uh, spectacular all week. Well, and you know, I've always said that if, uh, like you said, if you want to do stuff like that, I'm interested. He's one of my top five players to watch. If I could choose, does that mean I want him to win? Definitely not. But I just want to watch because I don't know what he's going to do. It's the unpredictability of it, as opposed to you know watching somebody who might be better. But it's going to be more you, boring. You know what? But that's an empty feeling because the. the the number one draw for me is not a big name. It's not Fetter. Ooh, I want to see the greatest, the GOAT. Right. You already know how I feel about that. Or I don't want to see, you know, the t- big four play. That's not the animating, you know, factor behind why I really want to rush to a TV and see what's going on. Right. I want to see the highest level of tennis compete against the highest level of tennis. Now, it ends up being the big four because everybody else sucks. But right. that's not 100% true, obviously. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. So... So for me, that that ends up being an empty feeling, kind of rushing to a TV to see what Kyrgios is going to do yeah. when part of what you're trying to go see is him being an asshole. That's why you want to watch. And I'm like, that frustrates me after a while because he is so talented. And I'd rather see him like he did against Federer at you know Miami or in the Labor right. Cup, which, again, is fake, True. but still. <laughs> that was way more of a driving force to me wanting to see him than – but I think that's what I mean in that, obviously, if his max level, you know, was top 100 in the world, then I'm not going to care. But because he can play at the level of number one in the world, it's more interesting to me watching, is he going to be number one this game or is he going to be number 500 this game? Oh, so you want to see if he can climb that mountain or not each and every time. Because yeah. he's fighting himself every time he goes right. out on the court. He's well, and just if he's not, how is he going to do it spectacularly like he always does? <laughs> right. You know. Right. So that's, that's which I'd rather see that because I don't like him, but... Right, 15 um, tweeners. I don't know them. Um, I, I'd like to hear the story about how y'all met um, <laughs> and why you don't like them. I, no, I know what you mean, though. Um, so, yeah. He's but, apparently really likable off the court. Yeah, I mean, um, he's you know, helping the children and all kinds of stuff. But, yeah, it's it would be – I don't know how you could be a fan of his. I'll put it that way. Well, you don't like Djokovic either, right? Uh, he's just not my favorite. I don't dislike him. Okay, well, they, well, because they both do impressions, and I'm trying to figure out why you don't. No, like I thought one. the impression thing was great when Djokovic used to do it. Oh, and when Kyrgios does it? No, because Djokovic did it after a match. Right. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. During a match, just trying to make sure you're not being racist. I gotta. <laughs> I, uh, you gotta watch me every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm all about people bringing you know different things, but during a match, there is a sportsmanship issue. Right. And like you said, it. If he was way ahead doing it, I would I would find it more tolerable or more way behind doing it. I, I would definitely be fine with it. Way ahead, I wouldn't like it. And then this, it makes just doesn't make sense. Like, why would you do it in this setting if you didn't have to? Well, I do think a lot of the things he does, which may help endear you to him, is that uh, he is fighting demons, and this is how he deals with that pressure. Um, which isn't maybe the most mature way to do it. But just like a distraction. Yeah, or just kind of just, you know, to protect his ego, that kind of thing. So uh, somebody else we talked about, I think we talked about, or I did anyway in my own mind, last week was uh, Feliciano Lopez. Um, I thought he had a decent t- He played well. He just lost Kyrgios yeah. in, in two tight sets. Well, I think we're reaching the end with some of those guys that used to really be dominant, Grassi, Lopez, and Mueller, and some of these guys that every year they're there, and I feel like this year maybe not. Well, and what kind of, you know, we talk about with the big four are gone. What about the guys that are not big four that are sort of those fillers that are still quality and can do some damage against people? And he's one of them. And what an MK. Yeah, what a hole they're going to leave. Burditch. I mean, there's, I feel like the whole field is that. Yeah, Burditch is out of Wimbledon. Yeah, if you look at the round of 16 from like the last 
20 grand slam grand slams about 10 of them have been in more than 10 of the court of the round of 16 because it's the same guys right right but they're all now 31 32 33 i mean that's why the other thing that was cool about seeing chorich was just somebody younger it's he's 12 well. yeah <laughs> it's incredible a 12 year old's never won a how is he still 12 it's like he's been on the tour for five years and they said he was 21 i was like somebody told me that i was like, are you kidding me i thought he was like 24 yeah yeah, he looks like a baby. He's got <laughs> facial hair now, though. So, <laughs> all right. So, on the other, uh, the other tournament, the Fever Tree, which I thought <laughs> it was a cold remedy. When is the Boodles? Is that this week? <laughs> it is coming up. <laughs> uh, we're flying out to do an exclusive from the Boodles. Um, so, the Fever Tree, which I thought was a cold remedy, but apparently it's a uh, tonic and drink mixer kind of thing, which is great. I, you know, it's fun. Which one was the Jerry Weber? Is it that one? No, I think Jerry Weber was Hala. Okay, because that think. used to be called the Jerry Weber Open. Yeah, I think but so. But I guess it's not, but it still had that name everywhere. And it was still Jerry Weber Stadium. Well, they probably didn't pay for the sponsorship I guess not, for the title. Like, how can you still have the stadium and everything else, but not probably cause you paid for give it. up the name? Because it costs money, Corey. And that's true. Um, all right, so uh, so at the Fever Tree, which is London, Qu- you know, Queen's Club, uh, more Croatia love. We had uh, Chilich taking out the Joker. In three. Yeah. Chorich. Oh, wait. We already talked about yeah. this. Yeah. Sorry. I'm already, so, yeah, we're going to Holly. You messed me up with the Holly. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to Holly. So oh, the that other, was Fever Tree. Yeah. So we're going to uh, Bjorna, Borna Korich. Really, I think, um, playing solid and for, for once in his life, Fetter was the one that wobbled a little bit. He did. And... You know, you expected, I expected Chorich to, you know, do what he always, what everybody always does is they, they win a set and then the second set, or they barely, barely lose it or they barely win it. And it still doesn't matter because the second set, you know, one of the big four rolls and right. then the third set's a shit show. Well, it kind of happened uh, except yeah. in reverse order. Well, and I was going to say, even in the area we we're in, Chorich was still able to hit one of the worst volleys I've ever seen. <laughs> on uh, break point in the second set. Did you see that? Uh, well, you know what? Chilich hit a shitty volley, too. <laughs> uh, there's some, you know. So Chorich was down 15-40, hadn't been broken the whole match, and he hit a great shot. Federer barely got it back. He was probably six inches from the net and hit it into the net to oh, get broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, you know who else did that? Federer missed one into the net. <laughs> Federer missed three horrible ones in the last uh, like, game. I think he was ready to get out of there. I've never seen him. Literally, I've never seen that where I felt like he was ready to actually be done. He just said, I'm going to hit these shots hard, and if they go in, fine. If they don't, well, I'm leaving. I don't care. Well, so it's a big deal. The King of Grass lost, and he lost to a youth, not one of the big four or maybe one of these guys that has had his number a little bit. Right. Because nobody's had his number. No. So, except Nadal. <laughs> but why? He's not the greatest. And ever. Djokovic. Yeah, whatever. Um, so... He the king goes down, and when it as it was happening, as I'm watching it, as I watched him dump a volley into the net to lose, I was like, "Whoa, this is you know." And before I could finish the sentence, it changed to means nothing. <laughs> it means nothing. It's just like when Nadal lost a team, exactly. The French who, or before the French, who cares? It's all about Wimbledon for for him. It's all about the French for Nadal. Um, that's the American pronunciation. <laughs> and so... And it meant a lot to Chorich. It did mean a lot, but, sure, of course. But yeah, Federer, I don't think he's going to remember this in six months. Right. Or definitely not, and not in two months if he wins Wimbledon. Well, yeah, for sure. Because I, I definitely think this is more of a, you know, step on the path towards his ultimate goal, which is to win one more Grand Salami <laughs> and get out of Dodge and then hopefully win U.S. Open, and then he'll split them again, and then more evidence that either he's the greatest ever or this is the weakest hair in the history. <laughs> well, I'll ask you the question that you asked me after Nadal lost the team, which is does this make, number one, Wimbledon more interesting, and number two, does it make the well, same question kind of, but does it make it more unlikely for him to win? Here's what it seems to me that I think – it's a lot like that match that that exhibition. It wasn't even. I thought it was maybe it was a TV commercial. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but that match where, where, you know, they played on a half grass, half clay court. That was an actual match, yeah. Right. So the the thing is, is that's that's terrible for him, for right. Federer, because 
the ball sits up on Clay, so it gives Nadal a chance to hit the shots yeah, he wants. No sense. And his shots are way more effective because they're landing on grass and getting away from you know Federer quicker. And now Federer has to pick up you know shitty low balls off of grass right. and then throw them back onto Clay, which they sit up again. <laughs> so it's like basically Nadal's playing against a ball machine. Uh, you know, and you know, whatever. So similarly, Nadal is dominant on a surface that you really have to work and put in the long, you know, the long miles to overcome him. Whereas there's more of there's more of a a, a sense of you can kind of not luck isn't the right word, but you know, you're the English major, but, you know, where you can kind of skate by and maybe upset a player because grass right. keeps everything closer. Yeah. And I and I also thought this is one of the first times we've seen Federer get tired lately since his return. Right. He just looked a little bit worn down. It kind of reminded me of the Federer of old where before he went out for a while where he just didn't quite have his full mobility. He was just a little bit off. Um, right. Whereas he couldn't, back when he couldn't make it through seven straight matches without having an off match, which happened for like three years straight in slams. But I think the fact what what encourages me more than him losing the finals is the fact that three or four different guys challenged him, which is what we've been asking for. Well, yeah, true. But again, I think that lends itself to the fact that he's the king of grass, not the king of clay because clay's less forgiving for an inferior opponent. Whereas grass, like I said, if you're the inferior opponent, you've got more of a puncher's chance on grass. And so all of his matches look closer, which theoretically means mathematically the numbers or whatever you would you would think there's a better percentage chance that he would lose his favorite grand slam more than rafa would would lose his which he has and they also challenged him i would say more so because of his him being a little bit off than them playing so great not not counting the finals right but like ebden and uh kudla are both pretty much challenger players and they both had chances to win their matches against him, at least sets for sure. But, you know, they just faded as you would expect them to do. But what was weird is all three of the guys that he played really close against, none of them had big serves. Because everybody was asking me how they were doing so well on grass. I'm like, well, it's not the serve. I can tell you that. Well, except for Benoit. Yeah, yeah, early on. By and the that way, was a tough match too. By the way, what did I say? You can <laughs> He's crazy. You picked him as the, you picked the wrong uh, greatest well, of all time for him to beat. Right, but I think I would insert any. So I think I would make that. Say, I don't think surface had anything to do with it. It was who can unseat right one of the one of the big four or the big three. Well, and his flashiness should be more conducive to grass. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I wish I'd have seen that match. I didn't get to see any of it. But I saw the score and I was like, wow. Yeah, it was good. And and you know, yeah, and that set the tone for the whole tournament because Federer was on his you know was on on, his on the ropes the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus, he had a tie break in every match he played. Yeah, when I asked someone... Except the very first one. I asked someone, I wish, based on how the tournament went, that all the guys were in the same tournament. You know, instead of having two separate tournaments with separate fields, and somebody said, that's called Wimbledon. That's a good point. That's a good point. Makes sense. <laughs> so it's actually kind of cool when you think about it that you can have guys dominate two different tournaments. Well, then they got to play each other at Wimbledon. Well, I guess it, one thing it does do is it spreads out, you know, it spreads the depth out to give some of these guys like George a chance to really. Well, and you're not seeing the same matchups. Right. Which I, that's what I, we always complain about that, but I feel like it actually works out in this case. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want to see the same semifinals. Like in Adal and team, they played twice, I think before the French. So then it's like they played in the final. It's like, well, we've already seen them play. You know, it's not like it's something that exciting. We kind of knew what we were getting. So now, do we care less about women's tennis, or is it because the tournaments weren't as big? I'm trying to let you off the hook. <laughs> I was going to say, well, you know I care less about it because I can't see it, but but they were definitely not as high profile this week as the men's. Which again, once again on tennis Twitter, somebody said something about uh, equal prize money on the grass. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. You got to be shitting me. <laughs> They're two se- except for the Grand Slams, they're two separate entities. Yeah, and it is in no way, shape, or form the ATP's fault that the women's matches are worth less because they choose, they pay the prize money out, they designate which tournaments are which level. Well, they're not even at the same venue, so the venues aren't even the same amount of people. Right. Like everything, tickets, right. prices. I mean, nothing was the same. Right. It's just pitiful. Apparently, the stat was I can't remember. It might have been that uh, Ben Rothenberg fella. 
he sent out a tweet saying like there's like more three more women's tournaments maybe during the grass court season or whatever not counting Wimbledon or something I could, I could believe that and the men still make more <laughs> but it was only because of one tournament and that's because the men's was a 500 yeah and it was almost nine hundred thousand dollars more than the top the premier event right. which wasn't as high as the men's you know well, I was going to say, in some ways, that makes sense because if you have ten futures, you know they're not going to equal one, you know, masters tournament. Right. The more you have, the the less prestigious they are. So I think they have the same issue that we all have. Content's hard to come by, <laughs> and so you just have to drum up horses. Is that called, is that trolling? I think is that no. Tr- well, it, trolling is like trying to create content by yeah exacerbating someone, but but well, like, it could be similar. Like, yeah, um, it, trolling is something you do to a person though normally. But they're, yeah, they're trying to get probably somebody high profile to complain or to agree or disagree just right. so they can then talk about what they said. So yeah, it's similar. Well, we can talk about the women and some other things. Maybe a little more boosty uh, What did I say? I <laughs> forgot it already. We're going to have our boodles preview. In oh, the baby. <laughs> no, we're never having a no. boodles preview, but, but we do love our boodles. Yes. All right, we'll do that. Uh, whatever I just said when we come back. It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com, to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, we're back. We uh, dug deep into our archives and found that there really weren't any women's uh, matches worth talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding, children. That's how we should have started the first uh, segment. I like that. That's funny. (laughs) Well, I had to do, listen, I had to do my Croatian. That's right. I Um, did notice, I did think about you, by the way, when I saw the results of the women's, and why do you think that is? I don't know. Is, uh, the first, the headline I read was Maria stuns so-and-so, and I thought, oh, man, coach is going to be thrilled. <laughs> Maria, come back. And then I was like, oh, it's it's the other Maria. The Tatiana. Right. The Tatiana. Every time I see her name, I always think of Sharapova. Well, you remember the time they played each other, and it was Maria right. Sharapova. It's yeah. like, holy hell, they only have one person <laughs> on the scoreboard. That's how biased they are against Serena. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there was some, uh, some fun stuff. I mean, uh, Allison Risk. In Mallorca, which is like, I, I think the prize money's $48.19, <laughs> I think. Um, and that's because, obviously, the patriarchy. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Risk, an American qualifier, uh, she beat Kerber in three sets. Uh, and, and she ended up making it to the third round and losing to Sam Stoser. So that's fun. And apparently she's like a grass court specialist, I was hearing, that this is like her favorite surface where she does her best because she's such a hard hitter. Which you know that means somebody's not going to want to play her at Wimbledon. Yeah, trouble. Um, let's see. Anything else of note? Um, well, well, I've heard from Keys or Vandeweghe. Well, kind of disappeared. A young lady by the name of Victoria Azarenka won around, and then lost to Safarova. Uh, that's Azarenka. What do you think has happened to her besides the her off court issues? Nothing. It's just I think that's it, man. Because you watch her play, and her game is is there. But then she just doesn't make it. I'm sure, I'm assuming she can't train like she wants to. She's not. I mean, it's match fitness, man. Match yeah. toughness. That battle ready. If you're not competing, 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 then it's hard to compete. It's a muscle. You know, she was like the contender to Serena for oh, so for long. Oh, for sure. And then it's like, I feel like they talk about her. And I bet if you looked at the odds for Wimbledon, I bet she's in the top five or six. But that's just because probably of name recognition. Yeah. She really hasn't been a threat for a slam. No, in two not or three at all. Years. Yeah, which is too bad. Yeah. Too she's bad. so young. Well, and it's funny, not funny, haha, but it's, you know, the women's side, they're just wet. Like that, you, you don't miss her until she comes back and you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Wow, this adds even more depth. You right. know, it's like, holy shit. Well, and that's, I can't think of any man where that's happened where you've got a multi Grand Slam champion that's in every tournament and he's not even like a factor. Right. But I don't know why that is, but like, I feel like you had that with several women for a while, like even Stoser. She hasn't been a factor in a Grand Slam for five years, but she's still in every single one. Right. I don't know if the men have bigger egos and they just they just quit earlier. <laughs> of course, we've had the same four guys win every slam for the last 
fifty is part of the issue. Yeah, but, I think they're beat down. Everybody's beat. But down. it's like you don't have anybody else that just sort of fades away. They either kind of stay up there at the top or they retire. Well, I mean, you know, you have you know, like Muguruza lost in the second set or second set, the second round in Birmingham, not Alabama. So I think it's a <laughs> Birmingham. Birmingham. That's where uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Oh yeah, is from Birmingham. Yeah, cool, huh? <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Um, and it might be where some of the Led Zeppelin fellows are from too. Hmm. Greatest band in the history of ever, by the way. There you go. That that debate settled. <laughs> That's a done deal. Don't bring me your fucking. I was gonna say I can't contribute. Don't bring me your Beatles bullshit. <laughs> don't bring me that bullshit. Led Zeppelin is the greatest band in the history of the world. But uh, <laughs> podcast yeah, I have ender. No, I have no. I should have just turned off the I mics. Have no contribution. Mic drop. Just the sound. But uh, but yeah. So uh, yeah, Coco got got her ass beat um by a, somebody from Croatia. Look at that. <laughs> um, who was that? Uh, Petra Martic Martic. Okay, Martic. she's had a, a good year. But again, Coco, this is supposed to be her surface. That's what we hear every year, and then it's like, where is she? Yeah, she's chilling. She doesn't feel like you know what she doesn't she's she lost that match in protest. She doesn't feel like the prize money's equal. And um, <laughs> when I did hear Tracy Austin said Sloan, her best surface should be grass. She said, but yeah, but you know it's funny because you you talk about your best surface based on your shots, but then if you're uncomfortable moving, nothing matters. Right, I agree. Nothing with that. matters. Yeah, so who and, knows? And, and I just think there's no substitute for what surface you grew up on. That right, exactly. I mean, although risk obviously didn't grow up on grass, but I mean, so there are some exceptions. But I feel like it's really hard to train for a new surface, right? Well, I mean, like Pete Sampras, he didn't like Wimbledon at first. Yeah, you know, um, and once he just really, well, I wouldn't say that grass is Isner's best surface. Oh yeah, but I mean, I mean but it should be. He it might not be his favorite, but. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's the thing. That's the other thing. I mean, just because you're doing well on it doesn't mean... I mean, I think that's part of it is once you have some success on a surface, then you're going to be more... If you, if you have success trying to play as the surface can dictate and allow you to play and you, you know, kind of buy into that and don't don't fight it. But, uh, yeah, the only thing he really has is a serve. His movement's shit. And, uh, I mean, the upside is, really for him, his points are shorter. That should right. be great for him. Yeah. I mean, shit, he did play a nine-year match. I was going to say that the points were shorter, but the matches aren't. But does that <laughs> mean he should like it? Because <laughs> yeah. that was a – that sucked. <laughs> to be honest with you, that sucked. That match sucked. The they, only the <laughs> only positive in terms of what a match is that it lasted three days, and it was 3,211 <laughs> games. So it was like not only did it break a record, it broke the record by some ridiculous amount. I just will never forget because I was teaching summer camp that day, which is what I've done every day of the summer of my life, and somebody had sent me a text, and they said, are you watching this match? It's 45-43, and I was like, oh, you know, ha-ha, that's like something you would say, like, oh, that's just an exaggeration. And I text them back, and they're like, no, that was the actual score. Or 43-43. It was 43 In games, all. that's the other thing. That yeah. day. Yeah, I mean, I thought maybe a tie break somehow or something. Right. And it was, yeah, that in games. And then they played a whole other day. Yeah. Or two more days. That sucked. I'm telling you. I When you will never hear anybody talk about that match being one of the best ever. Right. It was right. A whole, People just wanted to say they were there. That was pretty much it. Right. I know where I was And they took over the that. whole coverage for the entire day yeah. on ESPN. All three that. days, yeah. yeah. All three days. Um, but did, uh, what was I going to say in regards to that? Yeah, I, I, it was, it was, oh, I was going to say, are you ti- as tired as I am of those freaking greatest match ever played commercials? For the Nadal. Yes. Yeah. And again, we're not anti-Federer Nadal, but it's like, they're acting like they're both do- dead. Like it was 50 years ago. Right. <laughs> or, and what the other thing that irritates me is they're acting like that when Nadal won that, all of a sudden he became the greatest ever, which nothing changed after that match. Right. He beat him once and then Federer still has been ahead of him forever in the court of public opinion so what does it matter right like and the, and at wimbledon yeah the commercials made it seem like oh this was this never could have happened and as soon as it did the whole landscape of tennis changed but no it didn't well i think the 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 voice that you heard was a guy from that tennis pot the tennis podcast yeah. david law fella um, again real journalist i'm so jealous <laughs> um you're an english major you're closer yeah and you still suck i've got this. a journalism degree do you i do oh my god why I'm are trying you trying to bring some credibility to this podcast why are you better at this shit <laughs> so uh but yeah he's the one that made that said that he's like yeah. 
you know, that, you know, if, if Federer wins Wimbledon, it changes everything. No, no, it doesn't. No, it didn't. No, I just, I just want that show to be over. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to watch it. I'm going to watch it, but it's like, I don't need to hear about it for this long. Shit. I'll tell you that the, the, uh, the Federer Roddick final was one of the greatest matches. That was, that right. was a nail biter. Well, and, and really the only reason it all won, I shouldn't say only reason, but a lot of the reason he won is because they played two games longer than they should have. It got oh, completely the dark, right. and it might have been who knows what would have happened if they played the next day. I mean that, and that's something they don't really talk about in retrospect. It was a big deal at the time, right? But I haven't heard that at all in the preview for it, right? All right, so I don't know, and uh, have any idea how we went off on a tangent <laughs> on men's tennis? When we're supposed to be talking about women's tennis. <laughs> that's how we always end up doing. So Birmingham was the bigger tournament. It was a premier event. Which what the hell does that mean? Because the prize money was. 870,000 compared to, you know, the 10 million apparently that the <laughs> men made. Um, but Kvitova won it. And so who cares? Two time Wimbledon champ. And does now, that mean anything for Wimbledon or for any of them? It just them? means no. she's one of the favorites, which she already was. Which she already was. Yeah. So, but the good news is, is we got the real tournament coming up. The Boodles. Absolutely. <laughs> Where is the Boodles? Um, I only remember the Boodles, number one, because that was just a weird name. I never heard of it. And then I saw it last year. And then Shabavalov is where he sort of came out of nowhere. And he was like winning matches. And I was like, who is this guy uh, last year? And then he's been on a roll ever since. So I wonder if he'll be playing it again. But Where yeah, it's uh, it? it hasn't. Uh, the women's tennis has not captivated us uh, this week. And again, I mean, it, it does have to do with what's on the line, how many players are in a draw, if you know, the top two or three or four seeds are so far and above everybody else, eh, you know, it changes. But Eastbourne, I think most of the top women usually play that, right? Yeah, I think so. Because that's been around forever. Well, and it's the last one going into the thing, into the into well, women. The, but the men don't, but that's because they got to be ready for three out of five. Right. So most of them won't play, except for the ones that have just struggled and need the match experience. But yeah, the women, they pretty much all play that typically. Well, and to be quite frankly, uh, quite frank, I think I'm going to boycott Eastbourne. <laughs> well, the women's prize money is nine hundred seventeen thousand, and the men's is only seven hundred twenty-one thousand <laughs> at the same tournament, at the same time, in yeah. the same place. This is outrageous. I didn't even know there was a men's outrageous. <laughs> so that must be a two fifty for the men's. Two fifty for the men. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Two fifty for the men. So I'll be in it. You'll be in it. We'll, we'll play in doubles. <laughs> so Fally, I'm Fally, Halley, and Fever Tree. They were both five hundreds, right? Holla, you dumb dumb. Oh, whatever. Uh, Holly and Holla. And Fever Tree, they're both 500s. Just think when you're rapping in the Kahala. <laughs> yeah, both 500s. Yeah. Hala and London, uh, or Queen, Fever Tree, Queens, whatever, um, both 500s. Yeah. That is correct. It seems weird to have, uh, well, I guess this is the only women's one this week, so people, they can all focus on that. Well, that's the other thing. There's uh, um, un, 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 Antalya in Turkey. Oh, yeah. So, But that's a lower level. That's 250. Yeah, it seems weird to have different level tournaments the same week in different locations, but well, you got to chase the points, so these players are going to go whatever. Yeah, they smaller can. tournaments, and they, they probably know that some of the big players aren't going to be playing anyway, getting ready for, you know, resting for Wimby. Um, but, I mean, I would think... Well, the one sees Diego Schwartzman, to give you an idea of what yeah. uh, Eastbourne looks well, like. Well, and I would say, but if you're a guy like Diego, for example, who probably hasn't gotten that many grass court matches, that's a great avenue for you. You know, oh, to go play sure. and get yeah. those matches. I would think you'd rather have, you know, easy matches than no matches. In yeah, terms of for just, sure. In terms of just tournament prep. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Del Potra's name at all. Haven't seen, um, like I said, Sloane Stevens. Haven't seen her on grass. So it's always interesting. It's so hard to make Wimbledon predictions. Yeah, I mean, it's such a weird, like we talked about a little bit last week, they just cram this season in. It's so short. You have to make all these decisions on what to do to get ready. and. Well, let me ask you this. Since you're the coach, would you want your player, let's just say you have a top 10, pick any top 10 player, would you want them to win a grass court tune-up beforehand? Not the week before, but like let's say seven days before like we are now. Well, the only reason I'd want them to win it is so they're obviously for confidence, but right. that means they played a lot of matches. Yeah. So that's really more of the, the incentive to get in there and just – getting to the semis or, you know, whatever, they're playing more matches. But if, let's say they, let's say this, let me rephrase it. If they had lost two early tune-ups early, would you put them in the third week right before the tournament? 
Mm. And if so, would you want him to win? If it was a youngster, yeah. If it was an old ass, you know, Federer and a doll or somebody old losing their hair and stuff, <laughs> you know, then you have to worry about it. But it just depends on how fresh and they grass are. Grass is not as taxing a surface, too. Right. But I will say, let's just do the splits. <laughs> in Australia, it was Del Potro and Bautista Goop played the day before the Australian started. Right. And it was seven five in the third, and they <laughs> both lost. Bautista Goop lost first round. Del Potro lost second round. Right. Australian. So it's like to me, there's got to be a some sensibility there of, you know, I think getting into quarters is okay. Yeah. And just, you know, being done. And then just take the walkover. Then you don't lose your confidence. Who cares? Well, you're going to, yeah. I, if, not if not if the it, greatest for the fans. No, no, no. I wouldn't have, no. You don't want to walk over. You never want to go out on the court doing that. But, yeah, if they lost the first two rounds, I'd say, hey, of the first two tournaments, yeah. throw them in the third one, you know. Just but to, then, so that what I was asking was, in the third one, would you root for them to win and go all the way? Well, yeah. Knowing yeah. that their tournament yeah. starts the next day. Yeah, it's two out of three. It's and you're also getting 10% in prize money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the big And win every match. Um, um, yeah, I, so. I, just, I would just be curious what the rate of success is for warm-up winners in Grand Slams. Yeah. Yeah. Because Nadal didn't win the last one before the French. Now Federer hasn't won the last one before the French. I mean, for Wimbledon. And they're probably going to be the two that win. By the way. I wish the Boodles counted more because it's... A, <laughs> I knew it was low. Sverev, Del Potro, Kyrgios, Kevin Anderson. They're all playing? Query, Fanini, Batista, Korich, Cicapaz. I'm telling you, I told you this is the biggest tournament of the year. It, it's the Boodles. <laughs> and ben, the whole kit and caboodles. And, and, uh, and uh, Benoit Paire is playing. Wow. Do they uh, even do... Don't they even not even do an actual draw? Isn't it just like a... I don't... It's such a... I think I, they just spin rackets, see who plays each other. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I literally, the only reason I say that, I literally remember it last year. I thought somebody lost and then they were playing the next day. And I was like, what kind of tournament is this? I saw this guy <laughs> lose already. I don't, I don't even know they do. I don't think they do an actual draw. It's like a, like a round robin type deal or it's something. It's like World Cup. They, it's like a three match. Well, that's why they like it. They get three matches guaranteed. I could be totally making all this there up. There you go. But then, I swear it was last year. They then did no, that. I would have my player play the Boodles <laughs> just so I get the t shirt. Right. <laughs> I'd steal a towel well, must, from the Boodles. <laughs> that must be why they're all playing. You'd see me sneaking out the back of the back of the fence, out of the back gate, <laughs> like with lawn chairs that say the Boodles on them. I'd be out of there, be dragging a bunch of yes. furniture and stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember that tournament being just kind of interesting last year. Now here's the problem: the downside is, is we'd have to um, like record at a different time or something because if we had to go to the Boodles, let me tell you, it's a it's it's a process. Yeah, it, it's in London, man. It's a yeah. long way away. <laughs> Which I guess that does make sense why everybody's playing because it's already in the main, the city they're already in. Right. You might as well play. You're yeah. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Boodles, we really need to step up our coverage of the Boodles. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's definitely my second favorite. Yeah. I can't remember my first and third are. What? Jing Zhao. Jing Zhao, <laughs> the Boodles, and what was the third one? I don't know. Damn it. Right. Oh, the <laughs> Swedish chef. That's right. Yes. A Netherlands chef. <laughs> Holy shit, if we ran out of stuff to talk, I'm yeah. tired. I didn't sleep well at all yesterday evening, worried watching, about those finals. I was going to say, watching World Cup and tennis. Yeah, you got to get up early in the morning to watch all that horse shit. But yeah, it was it was a good week of uh, tennis, and I was encouraged because what we've been asking for finally happened, that people actually challenged Federer um, repeatedly. It wasn't just, you know, and like you said, for the first time ever, somebody challenged him, lost a close set, and then actually still won the match. Convincingly. Which never happens. Right. Um and then on the Djokovic side, both I was glad somebody challenged him, but I was glad somebody challenged him while he was looking like he should look. Yeah. That was for you, Erica. I thought he'd look great. <laughs> Tennis-wise. Yeah. His hair and his big face still ridiculous, <laughs> man. Lego hair and a long face. But, yeah, no, it was – the players we wanted to look good going into Wimbledon do look good, which is, makes it more exciting. I mean, on the men's side, hell, we could do a uh, Wimbledon preview today. Oh, yeah. I mean, because nothing's going on, but right. obviously we'll wait. None of the top contenders are going to play next week anyway. Right. Yeah. So, ultimately, it it's the people that were a little banged up maybe, a little tired, like Fed. He's going to be rested. So, you know, one, one thing we've said <laughs> that we said about Nadal that I think was probably true, but it wasn't proven last year and this year. And we talked about, yeah, if he wants to win the Australian or win this or win that, he's got he can't play any long matches. He's going to get worn down. Right. And luckily for him, everybody sucks. So <laughs> it, 
I think I think Wimbledon might be the same way for Fed. If he plays a couple early five setters, man, well, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Well, the only thing we forgot to talk about the rowdy Scotsman returning. Yeah. That was exciting. Well, it. I felt bad the who he had to play first. Right. Just because I would have liked to see how he looked against somebody. Which I mean, again, he looked good, but I'd like to see who, how he would have done against somebody who's around you know a hundred because. To me, that kind of tells you more how much progress he's made. Well, it's a lot like when, you know, like a, a girl's 12 plays up in the 18s. Yeah. Doesn't matter how good they look because they're not facing the real pressure. Right. Although it's hard to say because he was, you know, still, you know, he's Grand Slam champion, number one, you know, whatever. I mean, so he may have expectations, but at the same time, he hasn't touched a racket. He's had surgeries. He's had, you know, whatever. Um, and really defended women around the world this whole time, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and so, I don't know if he had pressure or not, but he certainly had less, oddly enough, it sounds counterintuitive, but he had less pressure playing somebody good. Right. Because it's all right if he loses because of all the stuff he's been, you know, the patriarchy plus his surgery <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> I still think the Nishikori route of coming back was the best of playing a couple challengers. Still had worked for him. Get your ma- no. He, it took him a while. Um, it still took him. A, that was more the long term plan. Where he's like, Murray is just too high profile. He's he wants to come back to the big leagues right away. But I feel like just in terms of the match, because Murray got one match out of that. I mean, right. How, how did that help his progress? Right. I mean, one match. I mean, I guess that showed him that he wasn't as far away as probably he thought he was. But still, I heard rumors he might have even play Wimbledon, just because he's not there. I heard that that was the longest he'd been on court well, since it, his injury. Yeah, I'm sure, for sure. Match. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, you know, that ballistic movement and all that, and grass is tricky because it's, you know, slick and slippery and footing's unsure. Um, yeah, I, I, it is a bummer that it, it'd been a night, it would have been better if he played Kyrgios in the second round and played right. some nobody yeah. and then got the win right. um, because then he would have actually got his sea legs under him, so to speak, but... You know, I don't know. I don't know. And where was the outcry that uh, he wasn't seated? Ooh. Apparently the U.S. Open has made changes to their pregnancy policy. Okay. So does that mean Serena will be seated now? I read something today that Serena was going to be seated one at Wimbledon, but that could have been... Uh, Rumors? Been, yeah. In- innuendo? Because it was know. saying something about it said something about special exemptions or seating exemptions or something for Wimbledon. It was one of those on the bottom of the tennis channel that goes you know twenty four seven with random information. But but yeah, I didn't hear anybody saying it is you know his home country on grass where he's won Wimbledon. You know he was unseated, and he'll be unseated at Wimbledon if he plays. So where is the outcry on that? Well, because he wasn't pregnant. <laughs> I don't think. Which in which. Is more I mean, of a reason he should be seated. Listen, he is such a defender of women. He could have been pregnant, to be <laughs> honest with you. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, yeah. So anyway, he uh, he he is playing in Eastbourne. And he plays a wild card. Okay. The problem is the wild card Stan Wawrinka. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, you son of a bitch. So so you got Schwartzman as number one seed, and you got Wawrinka and and Murray playing first round. Right, and if Murray wins, he plays Kyle Edmund. Jeez. Well, that'll so, be an exciting match for the country, I guess. I mean, maybe. I right. mean, it, who knows? Although, I'm sure... Warwinka Ab- has looked awful. He has not oh, progressed yeah. at all yeah, yeah, the yeah. entire year. Talk about somebody who needs to go down to challengers and get their life together. Gosh. Holy shit, he's looked like hell. And he, I don't just mean his scraggly beard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's depressing how bad he's been consistently. Um, he, could, he could be walking off center court of Wimbledon Finals or... Out of a pub at two in the morning, he looks exactly the same. He's a, <laughs> same he's a, shorts. He's a slob, man. He is a slob. But I, I, I like him though. I don't know why. I, I, I uh, do too. I'm but drawn I, to him. I, uh, but yeah, it's been depressing. Even they don't even show his matches. That's how bad they are. Yeah, they are bad. You don't They're even know, know that he's all, that he's playing a lot of times. But well, and that's an, again another one of those guys. And he's not. You know, he wasn't sort of a periphery guy. He got him a couple. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, to you know, that hurts even more if he can't get his shit together. It just hurts the depth even more. Well, and I will say I'm more excited about this draw than I've been in a Grand Slam draw in a long time just because. Yeah, the Boodles are strong. They're strong. 
Um, just because I think that, like, to me, the draw for French didn't matter. Nadal was going to win it. You could put any seven opponents in a row, he would have won the tournament. I think uh, it does feel like it's easier to say that Federer's not a lock. Yeah, I just think if... Why are we talking about this? We're supposed to be talking about women's tennis. <laughs> well, and, I mean, even for both. Oh, okay. I just think it's... Because I think the draw is going to have a big impact on who wins, which I guess you could always say that, but I feel like this more than ever. Because I just feel like there's certain players that you don't want to get early on. Yeah. Um, and Serena being one of them. I hope Serena is seated just because I don't want to see, you know, Serena and Sharapova in round two or round one or Serena and Halep. You know, I want to see a build up to the second week. Right. Oh, by the way, just to get back to more men's tennis during our women's tennis segment, <laughs> um, again, happy with, well, uh, content. Not, what's less than content? Satisfied? Mm, less. Not <laughs> optimistic okay. encouraged but yeah. even less than that a little uh about the amount of volleying hopeful. The, hopeful that's that's actually the perfect word <laughs> man that journalism is really paying off um hopeful because again more volleys you're, you're talking about ebden pushing fetter he was bringing heat all day coming to the net he was he was coming in a lot and, and successfully yeah exactly and then of course when he didn't he didn't have success <laughs> And the commentators kept saying, well, he's doing, you know, they right. telling him to do it and he, whatever. But I was encouraged by that. And I hope Wimbledon looks more like that. And quite frankly, I hope enough people see it. Because I can't imagine every single player in, the, in men's tennis has shitty volleys. I can't imagine <laughs> that's the case. Well, and the court kind of looked like you said. It was more evenly worn out. It was definitely still more worn at the baseline, but I felt like it was more evenly worn out right. by the end. Right. We had more yellowing towards the net and down the middle. Yeah. Um, You know, on grass, I mean, are you going to come in, you know, on a slow red clay? No. I mean, I could understand how that could be dangerous. Right. But on grass, for God's sakes, man, that's your chance. And if you're not as good as somebody, why would you not do something different if you have the ability? I mean, it, listen, if you're Zverev, the yo- <laughs> Zverev the younger, yeah, please, please, please. I would rather you come in and hit, try to hit the ball with the handle side of the racket. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm serious. I'm absolutely serious. Okay, so next second coaching question. Oh, Jesus. If you're coaching Zverev at Wimbledon, Who? do you tell him to come in or not? No, hell no. <laughs> I don't care if I'm playing on ice. I don't care if he's playing the Alaska Open outdoors in December. He's not coming in. He's not coming to the net. He's not coming indoors. <laughs> Nothing. So if you're coaching against him, are you just drop shot every time? Just tell him drop shot as Yeah, a little possible. short. Yeah, short slices. Yeah, like yeah. Federer likes to do. Well, because it's not even I have to hit a good passing shot. No, I just, just have to hit to a him. shot. Just a shot. <laughs> Holy hell, it's a disaster. Well, and again, I have not seen his name hardly at all since they've been in grass. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? I do have some other good news. <laughs> this is not good. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. Jack Sock. No, I really want to know. <laughs> Jack Sock is now the third best American. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Jack Sock pulls out a Wimbledon. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm not. For the last time, <laughs> not for the last time, but for the, the nothing tenth we time, ever say is for the last time. For the millionth time, I don't dislike Jack Sock. Yeah, everybody <laughs> else does. I don't. Yeah, he's an American. He reps for Davis Cup, and uh, yeah. So who was it? Query passed him. Yeah. Okay. So Isner and Query, uh, and Jack Sock is at fifteen. I haven't seen him any grass court. Well, Jack Sock is at fifteen. Astoundingly, having lost in nineteen <laughs> first rounds in a row. <laughs> How many He's points? challenging Vince Spadia's uh, record of first round consecutive first round losses. Oh my god, that's who, that's who would be f- phenomenal to have on the podcast, <laughs> both as a tennis person and as a rap fan. He was the one who trained uh, Emma Stone for the Battle of the Sexes movie. No, I think he trained the dude. Oh, he trained the guy, Steve Carell, to look like who trained her? Um, a college player, I think. Oh, okay, a Stanford player that uh, may be on the pro tour also. I see. You know what? Was it Daniel Collins? I don't know. Was it? No, I, I'm 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 winging that. She didn't go to Stanford. So. No, it was uh, was it Jennifer Brady? Yeah, maybe. Okay, I don't know. Whatever. It was somebody. But yeah, that uh, no, he was great. And I, I I also, which I know you're into rap, but I knew he was into rap too. I don't know how I knew that about him, but because he raps. <laughs> well, there you go. But he oh. wasn't part of the 
the trio of Federer, Dimitrov, and who was the third that had the awful video rapping or singing or whatever I it was. I have never heard this in my you life. You haven't? Oh my God, we need to review that next pod. Oh, there's a video. There's totally a video, and it's someone playing piano. I can't remember who. Jesus. And it's Fedor Dimitrov, and I can't remember who the third person is, and they're they're singing. Wow. Well, on, on that note, holy <laughs> hell, we need to put that one on our back. Talk about a teaser, baby. we got to log off uh, wow. in this to go... Google. Well, I think we uh, probably did women's tennis a disservice, but not really because, again, the level of tournaments coming up are nothing. Not my fault. Yeah, and we'll have more to talk about with Eastbourne for the women's yeah, and men's for sure. I think so. And on top of that, Wimbledon. Yes. Because if Federer wins you know, three sets every match and wins the whole tournament, who cares? <laughs> we'll talk all about the women. That's so. right. All right. Well, anywho, um, you got anything else? Oh, what was your corner? Well, I was my corner is oh, off the wall, but I'll since you asked. Actually, it's in the corner of the wall. <laughs> but go ahead. It's a coaching question because you're the coach. I had a topic come up with a fellow teaching pro of mine, and we were talking about women's girls tell tennis. Him, tell them quit the biz. <laughs> Get out now. Uh, but there was we were talking about girls tennis, like girls fourteen to sixteen, and we were having a big debate about what's more important in girls tennis: ground strokes or the serve. So before I give my opinion, I'll let you give your opinion, and then I'll just go the opposite so we can have a debate. Well, I don't know what you mean in what context. Well, he has a girl that he's training. So he's that, developing. Right. That's state-ranked probably in the top, you know, whatever, 50, 20, in 14 and under. And apparently she's got this amazing serve and that he's helped develop, and he's really focused on her serve. And he, you know, the friend that knows him that I teach, his, uh, he and his daughter – they were saying, well, yeah, he's teaching her the serve and she's going to be amazing. And, you know, imagine if she had a great serve, how much better she'd be than everybody else. And so now you're making me give away my opinion. But my thing was, yeah, but every coach probably thinks they can teach their kid to have an amazing serve. And there's a reason that none of them do. It's just not easy to do. Well, I would say, first of all, I mean, there, there's a bunch of variables. I don't know anything about this kid. I don't know. Well, what she's you, huge, too. That helps. <laughs> but no, no, no. I, 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 I would say that, number one, Having a huge serve doesn't make her chillich. It's right. not gonna. Her matches aren't gonna look like, you know, that Djokovic chillich final where it was just bombing. You know, or the Kyrgios chillich match was a great match. Yeah, we didn't talk about. Um, but it's going to keep her from getting, you know, Simona Halep. Right. <laughs> you know where you hit in a two 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 mile an hour second serve and somebody just beats the shit out of it and you're getting broken. You're trading breaks in you know for four breaks in a row in a Grand Slam final. Um, <laughs> Yelena Yankovic. Yeah, so it, it it changes in that regard. But, I mean, I don't, you know, again, I mean, is she going to get to that level? Because at lower levels, it will be more impactful because yeah. they're not, you know, going to be able to uh, handle it as well. Well, and my rationale was if you could give your player, let's say you took the top 100 girls in the nation, 14, and you gave her, would you rather give her the number one serve out of the 100 or the number one ground strokes? You would have to pick ground strokes. Oh, sure. For because sure. you're not going to, and, and meaning you'd have the reverse of the other. You'd have the 100th, 100th best serve, but the first ground strokes. I think that's probably, Holop is in that range. She's right. got one of the, maybe the worst second serve. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. all time. I was saying, number one, the serve is only 50% of the game, even if it's the best. Even if you had an ace on every single serve. Right. You still, that's only 50%. I mean, you can say and that... Whoever has the number one serve out of those top 100, you only have to play them once. Right. <laughs> or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. Well, and we're assuming that if a serve is number one out of 100, it's still only 1% better than the well, number two. We didn't say it was Chilich's serve. Right. We said it was a bunch of girls that are all 5'7". Yeah. And so they're not going to be cranking from 6'5 down. You know, six, Right. So you the know. second best server serves, you know, 95 and you serve 96. You know, it's not going to be, whereas if you're the best ground strokes, it's going to be similar, but 95% of the game is ground strokes. Right. I mean, I think the biggest serve in the history of the women's game was Venus, right? Yeah, 130. 130 or yeah. something. And that was like, she touched 130 once. Right. And she still cranks it and she can still crank it or whatever, but nobody else is really doing that. That, yeah, you know, that when level. she's not, Serena's the only player ever who's consistently at aces. Right. Even the best servers, they still get them returned the majority of the time. Right. Not like the men. So that's what I was saying. You're never going to have a dominant serve so good that they it can't be returned 
regularly. Whereas if you've got an amazing forehand, you know, that's not, you're going to hit a lot of winners with that forehand. Right, because you're going to see a lot of them. And you can actually set your points up to finish a forehand where if you're serving, they're right there waiting in that service box for you. It's hard to set up a finish on a serve right. if it's not, you know, if you're not six, eight playing <laughs> women that are, you know, whatever. So. Well, and also you have anatomical restrictions you for bitch. serving you that you won't have for forehand. I feel like, well, what I mean is anybody can have a great forehand regardless of their size. Oh, right, right, right. But right. when you're, you know. Height is what right. you meant. When you're I got five you. foot two. I got you. You're not going to be a great server no matter what. Right, right. You might have a great kick serve what or slice or whatever. thoughtful, thoughtful <laughs> Corey's Corner. There you go. Unrelated to anything we've talked about all day. No, that's good. Which was Listen, something different for us. When I'm signing autographs <laughs> and nobody's asking about you. <laughs> Why do I laugh before the punchline? <laughs> I give it away every time. I often, I often think, you know what? He needs more of a voice. And Coach's <laughs> Corner is what's going to do it. And so soon, very soon, yes. you too will be signing autographs. Oh, there we go. Oh, man, I think that's it. All right. I think that's it. So uh, a little Eastbourne next week, probably mainly women. Yes, Hate definitely. to set ourselves up for that, but <laughs> eh, whatever. And a uh, preview. And a little Wimby preview. And then, thank God, it's on to hard courts. Sorry, we're not there yet. Let me get a hold of myself. <laughs> Um, or clay first. There's a couple more clay and then here and there and then yeah. whatever. But uh, all right. Well, everybody out there, you know what to do. Download. Keep downloading. We're growing. But uh, not growing fast enough for the amount of work we don't put in. Did you get that? Come on. <laughs> yes. It took you a minute. All yeah, right. I did. Sorry. Uh, that time know. I didn't catch the punchline. All nah, right. Anyway, download, share it, tell your friends, tweet it, retweet it. Do all those things. Uh, again, sorry for sending you all the Facebooks and the tweets and the <laughs> shit. I don't send you Instagram, so I would suggest follow that only. Hell, we're up, we're up to almost 60 followers, I think. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, I love it. It's great. That'll show you Instagram. How dare you. Um, but uh, follow us. Send it all out to everybody. Tell everybody what's what. And, uh, and hey, if you are a professional tennis player that's struggling in your career a little bit right now, you know what to do. You know how to fix it. Don't You're looking out, for anything. Don't go out and get us some high-profile coach. It's not even going to last. You know that. You know it's not going to last. <laughs> and it will cost you a lot of money. But you know what's free and what will last? Tell them, Corey. The Tennis Revolution Podcast. Following us on Twitter. Our sponsored player. Tennis Rev Pod. It's called Pod, Pod Karma. Have you heard of it? <laughs> Did you just make that up? No. Uh, oh. Maybe. Kind of. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. I liked it. Hashtag pod karma uh so if you're struggling down there in the lower you know regions of the rankings and you're looking for a little karma looking for a little boost you know where to come twitter do it uh instagram is tennis rev, rev pod. revolution pod come on oh, see should have been everything should have been tennis red pop damn it <laughs> we need a consultant we need a social yeah, we don't want to give up our 60 uh followers to change it at this point I don't know. Maybe you can like Twitter. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Now, Facebook, I think you can do our fan page or whatever. I send a million things to that, which I'm sure is just bothersome to no end. I apologize. <laughs> but I, again, I know I know no other means to get this to you besides <laughs> walking down the street yelling <laughs> about the podcast, <laughs> interrupting matches and tournaments and just yelling. So when we get a, a along with our other staffers, a, a social media coordinator, will you resist the... Her, I'm sure um, that she will want us to put a picture up on Instagram. Will you resist that? Oh, that's not direction? happening. That's not. I think that's <laughs> going to be our claim to fame. I think that's going to be a claim to fame. Other people have a claim to fame by having hundreds of thousands of listeners. No, not us. No. <laughs> Would re- you put a picture of the logo? Ooh, Ooh. It's like if it's not an actual photo. Mm. Is it okay? That is good. That's a challenge. I'll have to think <laughs> about that. I really dig deep. Just blue Corey's corner for next week. I'll have to dig deep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Things falling apart. Oh my God. When is the off season again? <laughs> there isn't one in Shit. tennis anymore. Shit. Thanksgiving. Oh my God. By the way, World Cup is just proof again that once every four years for Davis Cup would be this is the most World Cup is the most amazing event in the world. Everyone year. gets into it. Sports events. Yeah. I mean, come on now, you know. Everyone gets into it though. It's uh, it's amazing. Even people who hate soccer. Yeah. That's why I'm, I so left out when I hear about it. I'm like, how am I not watching this? Yeah, but you hate your country. so <laughs> Well, they're not in it. Good point. <laughs> so anyway, 
All right, so do all that stuff we just said. Listen to the lady in the middle. We need to get, talk to her and have her change her stuff up because she didn't have the Instagram in there. <laughs> uh, Instagram wasn't invented when I talked to her. That's right. Uh, do all that stuff in the middle and uh, and help us help us uh, spread the word. We're trying to put put uh, good stuff out there, trying to make sure that we grow this fantastic game and, more importantly, grow it in America because, uh, damn it, the UST ain't doing it. Sorry, we'll edit that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys. Pod Karma. Pod Karma.